In today's show, I'm having a look at the NBA's second half schedule, a quick, immediate look at it. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fan... Yep, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. That's my Instagram handle. Well, so what I'm doing today, so many of you absolutely froth over this. If you're in a roto league, it makes no difference. Any sort of head-to-head category league or head-to-head points league, this can be important. It, it Its importance gets overvalued a lot especially in the times that we are dealing with at the moment, but we're looking at the fantasy playoffs. And the reason I say it gets overvalued, especially at the moment, is that you don't know if games are going to be postponed. So you could make all these wild plans for the fantasy playoffs. You might not get there, but you might make these wild plans and then, yep, a game gets postponed. And then this great schedule that you traded for and you got less immediate or overall value for in a deal uh, comes up biting you in the ass. So it is it is something to be careful of, but... The NBA, they have released their second half schedule uh, running through to May the 16th. Now, in terms of uh, in terms of where the value lies, that's what we're going to get into today. Now, this is a very quick uh, look at things. This schedule was just released, what, 30 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. So I've gone through and tried to have a look at things as best as I can in this time frame. And what I'm looking at is the um, default Yahoo playoffs, which end on May the 2nd, and then also looking at the schedule if it goes through to the 9th of May. The season finishes on the 16th of May, so trying to have a look at how this schedule looks. Now, the thing that will be, I think, that you should find interesting in this is in, let's talk about standard Yahoo playoffs, which finish May the 2nd. If we're looking at those weeks, there are multiple teams in finals week that play five games. So let's just focus on those three teams. The Dallas Mavericks have five games. The Oklahoma City Thunder have five games. And the Toronto Raptors have five games. Now, the Raptors in semifinal week have two games. So that cancels that out somewhat. So if you're trading for Raptors guys to get their five-game final matchup, you're going to be dealing with a two-game week. So your Siakams and your Ananobis and your Lowry's, I reckon that almost cancels it out, meaning that if you're trying to make that acquisition to get a five-game finals week, it's not going to be worth it because that two-game week is going to be a killer. Dallas and OKC is a little bit different because they do have a three-game week in semifinal week and they have the equal most amount of games over that three-week playoff period. The most games a team plays is 12. The fewest games a team plays is nine. Guys, just a quick interjection here. I realized after I recorded this, I was getting it out so quickly that I missed one game in that first week of the fantasy playoff starting April the 12th. It was a Clippers and Wolves game. So the Clippers don't play nine games in that in that fantasy playoffs. They play 10 and the Timberwolves don't play 10. They play 11. So I do apologize for, for missing that number. Um, but yeah, here's a, just a little edit that I'm throwing in there. That's super important. The Clippers play nine games between uh, April the 12th and May the 2nd. Nine games. No one else has nine. 
The Pistons have 10. The Wolves have 10. And the Knicks have 10. And everyone else has 11 or 12. But those Clippers were just the nine games. Now, again, this could change because they could have games postponed. And then because they've got such light schedules, then a lot of these rematches or rescheduled games take place here. And that nine game goes to 11 games or 12 games. It's possible. But you have to seriously consider the value of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George if this schedule sticks. Now, in general, I probably wouldn't make those moves just because I know how this schedule could potentially go. Now, maybe players are vaccinated by then. I would doubt that, that they're all completely vaccinated with two doses at this point. But we have to have that as a part of a possibility and that games won't be rescheduled. So the way things are sitting, the Clippers have a bad schedule. The Knicks, only 10 games, not ideal. The Pistons with only 10 games, including three in finals week, not a great, not a great schedule. Uh, and the Wolves as well, with only the, th- with only the th- uh, three games. The, the, the benefit for the, sorry, in the 10 games, the benefit for the Wolves is that in finals week, they've got four games. So that helps. So we're looking at yeah, the teams that have 12, the big winners over this time period. The Nets, Hornets and Bulls. The Mavericks, we already talked about with their five-game final week. The Rockets, they go 4-4-4, really consistent. The Grizzlies and the Heat all go 4-4-4. The Thunder, they have 12 games with that five-game final week. The Suns have 12, they go 4-4-4. The Spurs have 12, and the Wizards have 12. They all go 4-4-4 down the back half of the season. So when we're looking at players to potentially trade for, we're looking at those five-game week finals, maybe not the Raptors with that two-game week thrown in there, that's the only two-game week throughout the whole fantasy playoffs, and the only five-game weeks occur in fantasy finals. So we're looking at Dallas players. We're looking at Thunder players, although I guess the risk with the Thunder guys is maybe players like Al Horford in particular are sitting, so maybe Isaiah Roby, especially with five games on. He's going to get some starts. He's going to be an interesting stash player when we get to that time. Um, the Salt Flake, Theo Maladon, I think he'll be a great option there. George Hill won't be an option, I don't think. I think Shea will be fine. He'll play his five games, but he could also sit a game. So there's a lot of risk associated there. The Mavericks, yeah, that's great. If you've got Doncic, Jalen Brunson comes into play as a five-game final streamer. Yeah, who's providing 12-team league value as it is. Everyone else that I haven't mentioned plays 11 games. The Atlanta Hawks, the Boston Celtics, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Denver Nuggets, Golden State Warriors, Indiana Pacers, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Pelicans, the Magic, the Sixers, the Blazers, the Kings, the Raptors, and the Jazz. We will have all this up on Basketball Monster in the coming hours. But this is my immediate look at things. So that is how things are looking in terms of schedule. Again, trade deadline can happen. So players could move teams and their schedule could go from bad to worse. It could go from good to bad. It could go from bad to good. Games could be scheduled. Games could be rescheduled. Games could be postponed. Who knows what happens? Things can be changed. This is how it sits at the moment. If we do have a look at the um, the other side of things in terms of um, in terms of if we go a week later into the season, um, yeah, I think that's that's important to know as well. Now, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend you do that, but of course your schedule has already been set, so you can't really go ahead and change that. Um, but let's have a look. If your season does end instead of uh, on May May the second, it ends on May the 9th, you know, where where is the value there? How does it change? Now, we're still going to have those five-game weeks included, but instead of in finals week, those five-game weeks are going to be in semifinals week. So that's important to note. But then we also have another team 
that crops up with a five-game week in finals week. This is for when your season ends on May the 9th, and that's the Detroit Pistons. We talked about them not having the greatest schedule before, but they have a five-game final week. So if your league plays through to May 9th, they play the equal most games with 12. Interestingly, the Clippers have nine games here as well. So they end this in, in that, that four-week period, 3-3-3-3. Three, 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 three. There is a couple of teams who have 10 games through that group. The Minnesota Timberwolves, who we talked about already. The New York Knicks have 10 games. And the Toronto Raptors, who had one of the best schedules before, now have one of the worst, down to 10 games. Two games, five and three is how their schedule looks. So that weird five-game semifinal week. But trading for that five-game semifinal week is a massive trade-off, and you don't want to do it in a season that ends on May the 9th because you have five games in the other two weeks of the playoffs. The teams that max out with 12, we're looking at the Hornets, the Bulls, the Cavs, the Mavericks, who have that five-game semifinal week, the Nuggets, the Pistons with a five-game final week, uh, you're looking at the Grizzlies. You're looking at the Thunder with a five-game semifinal week. The Sixers, the Suns, the Blazers, the Spurs, and the Wizards. They all have 12 games with the remaining teams having 11 games. So the big ones to pay attention to there are the nine-game teams. That's the Clippers. They're one that we probably want to be avoiding or you're seeing if we can do anything in terms of trades. We're looking at those five-game teams, the Mavericks, the Thunder, and then if your season goes later, the Pistons. With those 12 games, 12 versus 11, I wouldn't be making any trade for a, for a player who plays uh, 12 games versus a player who plays 11 games in fantasy playoffs. There's just too much shit that can happen. Injuries, trades, rescheduled postponements that making that deal, especially if you're losing out on value, it's just going to not, the odds are not in your favor as a, as a great philosopher once said. I don't know who that philosopher was, but that is something I'd be really careful of. Now, the Clippers one, that's really interesting. Nine games is a big difference. One game fewer every week. Now, Kawhi and Paul George are awesome, but having 25% fewer games than you know, a, the majority of teams, it might be tough to deal with. It takes the value away from guys like Patrick Beverly. He moves into more of a streaming category. Uh, Nick Batum, his value is toast. Marcus Morris, not that he had any, his value is done. Lou Williams, you don't want him on your team when it comes to the fantasy playoffs. Um, Serge Ibaka, not going to be worth it. Yvette Zubat's not going to be worth it. Just streaming type options. So that's really key. And then those 10 gamers, like your Julius Randles, you're stashing Emmanuel quickly in the hope that maybe Tom Thibodeau, which again, is just not going to happen, plays him 30 minutes a night, only for him to play 10 games across a fantasy playoffs. is not worth it. Derek Rose is 10 games. Is that going to be worth it? Probably not. Rowan Barrett Jr., he's shithouse anyway. Is his 10 games going to be worth it? Absolutely not. The Timberwolves, you know, great stuff from Towns. We saw Little Chungus get 11 assists yesterday. But 10 games, man, that's rough. Do you stash D'Angelo Russell? No, probably not. Ricky Rubio, he's not going to have long-term value. Flyers like Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it is, it may, Malik Beasley loses a ton. Anthony Edwards, is it worth dealing with his shitty percentages to get 10 fantasy playoff games? Probably not. Probably not. But again, don't put all of your stock into this. This is an immediate look at things. And yeah, things will change. We are three months away, a bit less than three months away from the end of the season. 
a lot can change. But this is my immediate look at it. I hope you guys got something out of it. We'll have the full schedule up on Basketball Monster in the coming hours. And don't forget, in the time being, to subscribe Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.